Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Dangerous Games. I am Courtney. I'm from Reckless Cards. This is my stunning, gorgeous, should be a supermodel. Oh no. Most famous person you don't know. You should be a supermodel. Sarah, the original Mrs. Breaker, Mrs. Squirts Cards. How are you today, my gorgeous friend? I'm good, my even more gorgeous friend. Is that I, gorgeous sir? I'll take it. Whatever. We'll just take that now. I, I don't feel gorgeous. I have I had a migraine all day. I I rallied. I I feel much better now. Um, and maybe it's just seeing your pretty face that did it for me. <laughs> I'm so over that already. <laughs> I'm never gonna stop. Especially I, know. I know you hate it. So now I'll just keep going. It's not that I hate it per se. It's just not factual it's all and this okay. is so i will take that you don't thing. like it but it is factual you're gorgeous you're perfect i love you we're lucky to i am you. not perfect you are you're perfect by any me. means well thank you you're by my standards you. you're perfect and that and, and I'm those are some you. really cr- small standards <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible all right so this is a long one if you have netflix you may have heard of this one because there is a really great documentary which I watched and I highly recommend that you watch. Um, it's uh, Killer Sally and it is on Netflix. I, I watched that, but I've, I've done a lot of reading. I actually knew about her before the documentary. I was pretty excited. As excited as you can be about a true crime thing, it's terrible somebody died. But like when they did the documentary about her, I felt like... Um, it's so funny because I felt like before the documentary, I was like, oh, I feel like she's super guilty. And then after the documentary, I was like, mm. but then I did more research and I'm still like super on the fence about the whole thing. So I'm going to love things like that. I love it when it makes my head go like, what? This, is, this gives me like Menendez brothers vibes when you oh, hear it. So gotcha. I just, I want you to go in with an open mind. Cause I'm still like, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, Sally McNeil killed Ray McNeil. No one disputes this, not even Sally. But should she have been found guilty or was it self-defense? That is the crux Mm. of this case, okay? So Sally Dempsey was born September 30th, 1960 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Her parents had two children, Sally and her brother, Um, Richard Dale Dempsey, Sally's biological father, was a raging alcoholic who frequently violently abused uh, Sally's mother. When Sally was three, her mother remarried and had two more daughters, Judy and Jill, her half-sisters, with her stepfather. Sally described her childhood as so regularly violent that she just thought every house must be like that. Um, like it was, it was just like that. Just, just however. Common occurrence. It's just the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And despite the fact that Sally's mother managed to get away from and divorce her violent uh, first husband, her second marriage was exactly the same. Like she was out of the fire into the fi- into the typical fire. That, out of the fire. Yeah. That victims like constant will cycle. Stay, yep. Uh, after the birth of their children, her new husband, who was a very abusive person, um, began to abuse Sally. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the behavior behavior continued for some time. Her stepfather would scream at her whenever, you know, she got dressed up or dressed in a way he didn't like. Did her dad but, used to abuse her too? Or was is it just, was that just against the mom? I, I, what I heard was just against the mom. She was only okay. three. I was just was curious, small, you know. Mm. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so, so. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Uh, but he would beat her with a brush and then would make her to wear gowns, long gowns and no. like long sleeves so people wouldn't see like the marks on her. But he treated his own children like they could wear whatever they wanted. And he never, it was like she was the evil stepchild to him, you know. It was like the like Cinderella, but with a dad. Yep. Um, so, so Sally threw herself into sports. In high school, she was on the swimming and diving and track and field teams. Her love of sports followed her to college where she had aspirations of becoming a, a, a physical education teacher. Um, sadly, she ran out of money after three years and had to drop out. So she made it through three years, but didn't finish college. Like so many people in Sally's situation, she turned to the armed, for, uh, the armed forces when college wasn't an option anymore because she had nowhere else to go. She couldn't go home. She had no money. She couldn't finish college. She liked, she was an athletic person. She thought, I'll join the, arm, the armed forces. Um, her uncle and her brother were both in, in the in the service in the Marines, so she followed in their footsteps, and she even rose to the rank of sergeant. Wow! So she was good. Um, that's where she met her first husband, Anthony Loudon, while they were uh, stationed at Paris Island together. They were married for four years, and had three children together. Now, there's like the reports about Sally's kids are so different. So the, some reports said that her oldest daughter was with Anthony and that she, her son, John, who was two years younger, was mm -hmm. like with somebody else. But the timeline doesn't make sense. And some report both of, you know, the kids were his. And there's also a report of a third child who you don't see in the documentary. They don't talk about, but that there mm -hmm. was a third child. Um and I'll just get into that briefly. So Sally would say that her relationship with Anthony had started off really strong, but had deteriorated after the pair had married. Um, Sally said she experienced spousal abuse and eventually divorced Anthony. Um, during the divorce, this is where the third child was put up for adoption. Oh. And taken by another family. Oh. So like you never, you never hear that child's name. You never hear anything about that child. And then there's just like the weird disparity of whether Anthony is the father of both of her other older children that she still has, um, which are. So after the divorce, she ends up with two children and she's a single mother um, to Shantina and John. So Shantina is definitely Anthony's John. It's questionable. I don't know. Um, Sally was introduced to Ray then like almost immediately after her divorce uh, by mutual acquaintances. Also, mm -hmm. you know, they were all in the military together. He was in, in the Marines as he was in the Marines as well. And they did bodybuilding competitions and they were at the gym together. So they ran in the same circles. They were introduced to each other. And she said that it was lust at first sight. He was mm -hmm. a phenomenally good looking man, huge built, nice smile. You know, they had a lot in common. The couple fell madly in love and were married after just two months. Wow. Yeah. Ray and Sally were a showstopper couple. They were biracial. He was black. She was white. Uh, muscled, both of them, just like they looked like 
stereotypical stereotypical 80s bodybuilders just that like ripped you know tan yep they would yep. spray paint their bodies before they'd go out like i mean he was he was crowned mr california so like these they were like really like arnold schwarzenegger level body big old hair for her and yes and blonde boofy hair yeah um and they were always in tight skimpy gym clothes that were like super 80s brightly colored you know think like, I like the hot that. pink leggings with like the purple neon thong and she, that's yeah. what they wore that was what you know so and ray appeared to step into the role of stepfather easily and sally's kids called him dad they would go to like disneyland together they did a lot of family stuff they seemed from the outside wow. like a very happy family lovely Later, though, Sally claimed to be a victim of abuse nope. uh, by Ray. But she herself was arrested in 1990, three years after she had married Ray, for brandishing a firearm at her first husband, Loden, and smashing the windows of his vehicle with a metal bar. So now she met Ray in 1987. This is 1990. So she's been married to Ray for three years and she's having an altercation where she's, like, pointing a gun at her ex-husband and, like, smashing his car windows out with a crowbar. Now, What? It was in the steroids she was on. I'm telling you, they all think a lot of this had to do with the steroids that they were all taking. So, when interviewed about the murder of Sally's second husband, Anthony, her first husband, said, As sure as Ray McNeil lies dead, it could have been me. Loden also accused his ex-wife of being unhinged after taking up bodybuilding due to the steroids that she was consuming. Um, 1990 was a really bad year for Sally. Like I said earlier, she was arrested for brandishing the firearm at her ex-husband and smashing his windows. Later that week, she fought with her then-husband, Ray, and threw a 70-pound weight from a balcony onto his car as he was driving away. Oh, that's cheap. Oh, Jeez Louise. 70 pounds is a lot, dude. My, that's like more than both of my girls weigh. Uh, she was also sprayed with mace during a fight with police because officials had been summoned to examine the well-being of her children. I bet you that and story was laced. In another incident that year, this is all in 1990 now. Jeez, she was forbidden from competing in any bodybuilding contest until 91 after punching a female spectator she thought was sleeping with Ray. Sally pulled the woman to the floor and beat her in the face repeatedly. This incident also reportedly resulted in Sally pulling a gun on Ray. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sally. How did she always have a gun on her? I was, I don't know. I mean, you're at a bodybuilding competition and you're like, hey. Maybe it was in her car when they went out to fight afterwards. I don't know. True, true. I guess it's not like during the competition, like I'm thinking. Yeah. Sally's violent history would be detrimental to her trial because prosecutors would point out that her violence wasn't an isolated incident. Sally's behavioral issues weren't just reserved for outside of her work either. While serving in the Marines, also in 1990, Sally was demoted from her position as a sergeant for her continuously poor behavioral record, including anger issues, violence, lashing out at others. Her behavioral record also meant that she couldn't re-enlist. So once her enlistment period was over, after her four years served, they wouldn't let her re-enlist. So she wasn't like ejected they just wouldn't let her stay so it's um, kind of like honorably discharged at that point or yeah, was it but, yeah no she didn't i don't think she got dishonorably discharged you're just like nope you're done um 
So it was ultimately this chain of events that led Sally to being discharged from the military. So she was discharged, not dishonorably. Good. Um, in 1993, so now three years later, she was also arrested for assaulting a bar manager after going berserk after being told she couldn't dance on tables. She, oh, darn. Of course, increased aggressiveness is a hallmark of roid rage and anabolic steroid usage is commonplace in bodybuilding. And Sally was using. She was and had been competing in competitions for years by the time she was discharged. That's what she and Ray initially bonded over and fell in love. She did well winning several first place awards like in 1988 Armed Forces Championships, coming in first in the middleweight division, and also first overall that year. She placed in several more tournaments. And despite the fact that she did well in those tournaments, she quickly understood that things that helped her earn the most money were the muscle worship films and wrestling videos. This is where it starts to get weird. Yes. So I'm ready. After becoming married to Ray, Sally made the decision to assist in his bodybuilding career. She said that she had given him $24,000 to support his dreams. She did this by establishing her own career in muscle worship. You're like, what's muscle worship? Yeah, what's muscle worship? What's Sally, asking? So Sally asserted that if she wrestled 10 men who paid her to do this, she would make $3,000. This was based on the fact that men were willing to pay to engage what? in combat with her. One of these videos would be used as evidence later in her trial. She was holding the sawed-off shotgun that she would eventually use to kill Ray. So these, it was like basically like, like, wrestling fetish porn that she would make Lord. and it, they they called it muscle prostitution so like these <laughs> like these men who were like obscenely uh, like attracted to women who looked like sally mm -hmm. and ray was totally cool with this because all the money that she made he didn't have to work anymore because after she was discharged from the army Ray left the army shortly after that because Sally was supporting them with her semi-erotic videos and Ray was training full-time. They were living in Oceanside, California. This is like where, you know, you see like, and you see the videos of the people like on the beach, you know, all, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger videos where they're like at the beach and they're all in their like uh, hammocks and they're like lifting yep. weights and just like <laughs> quintessential bodybuilding culture there. Um, during this time, Ray won heavyweight and overall titles in both the uh, 1991 NPC California Championships and the 1991 IFBB North American Championships and completed the 1993 Mr. Olympic competition, placing 15th. He also began participating in professional wrestling. So his career was taking off. He was, like, doing it all. They were living poor. They were poor. They had, like, a tiny crappy apartment they were barely making ends meet their supplements and not the not the money that they were spending on steroids just the supplements and the amount of meat that he would eat was like killing them like it was killing her she was the one making all the money right um sally admitting to actually taking her children to tijuana to purchase illegal steroids for ray because she could get more and it was cheaper there so she would mm. take her children to be a drug trafficker for her husband, mm. who allegedly beat her. If, so she said he would be violent if she didn't go get the drugs for him. And he was violent when she gave him the drugs. So it was just, like, insane for her. 
um she admitted how bad it was for her to do that as a mother and like the danger she put her children in doing that Mm -hmm. um not much of the year yeah so i want to talk a little bit about ray but not much is known about his early life and background like he just there's not a lot he was born on december 17th 1964 he was four years younger than sally ray was believed to be a high school graduate but his education and qualification details have never been talked about. So, like, nobody knows. He rose. To, he also rose to the rank of sergeant in the Marines. So he was also a sergeant. And like I said, he used his physique to become a professional wrestler. In 1994, only a year before his eventual murder, Ray McNeil retired from professional wrestling, though, um, wanting mm-hmm. a career change and apparently a life change. Uh, maybe he was inspired a little bit by Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was a huge fan. Ray decided to pursue a career in acting. He even took acting classes while Sally worked. Guess who paid for those acting classes? Sally. Um, The former bodybuilder. So they're like barely making ends meet. He's quitting his job wrestling, which paid, you know, to take classes. He's still working. Um, And the form, and like, to be clear, there is a, record trail of him beating her so this isn't like he did right conspiracy or whatever he definitely did um wow so the former bodybuilder also got interested in stand-up comedy performing his material in uh free comedy shows at the comedy club in la jolla san diego so he again she's working he's doing all this stuff to become famous not supporting the family at all right so Ray's budding fame and successful career was said to bother, and, and by successful, I just mean like he was getting notoriety, not that he was making money doing it. Right. Was said to bother Sally. She was jealous. She was doing all the sacrificing while Ray was living his dreams. Ray decided he would help Sally by becoming Sally's bodybuilding mentor. Like he's like, oh, I'll help you become famous too, baby. And you would think this sounds like he's being sweet and this was like a nice gesture, but um, it caused more friction for them. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Ray was fulfilling his dreams while Sally saw his mentorship as mostly criticism. Yep. Um, another devastating blow, Sally found out that Ray was carrying on a three-year affair with a woman he met at the gym, mm-hmm. Marianne Myers. Ray and Marianne were planning a future together. Marianne would ev- eventually tell investigators, we really had that kind of true love. It's the kind of stuff in poetry that makes we, that they make movies about. She told investigators that Sally knew all about them and that she would yell at Ray all the time that he had to choose, you know, one of them. But Marianne said he was. Why is it always the the person committing the affair? Always like it's a romantic story and like no, you're the other woman. What? You're the other woman. That there's nothing romantic about that. There's nothing romantic about being the other woman. But they always say that. I don't always, and it's like she doesn't understand him. He's trapped. You're a clown. She she cheats him like a like a kid. She's doing everything for him, like he is a kid. Yeah, yeah. The money he's buying her little presents with—it's Sally's damn money. I don't. Oh, look at that! I'd be so mad. Oh yeah. So mad. Oh yeah. According to Sally and her children, though, Ray was a scary and violent man uh, who had started beating Sally three days after the wedding. She says Ray punched her in the face and cracked her lip. Sally, who lived her entire life in violence, had simply become accustomed to this. She had beaten mm-hmm. white syndrome, MPTSD. Yep. McNeil and her two children detailed routine beatings by Ray, beginning shortly after the 
their wedding in 87. Sally said Ray, who at least who had at least 100 pounds of muscle on her, often choked her. Uh, Sh uh, Shantino remembers the sound of her mother gasping for air. Ray once broke Sally's nose in front of her children. She filed a report which went absolutely nowhere because Ray beat her until she promised to recant the story. Wow. Later, in a heart-wrenching uh, piece of footage from the police interrogation room on the night that Ray died, um, McNeil's kids were trying to reassure her that everything was going to be okay. Her son, who was only nine at the time of the murder, told her, if you thought he was going to kill you, then it's self-defense. Ray's increasing pressure on Sally to pay for more while he spent more caused severe fin financial strain on the family. Ray's cheating and roid rage along with Sally's own ability to control her emotions because she was also taking steroids right. um, simply became a ticking time bomb. Yep. On Valentine's Day, 1995, that bomb exploded. Mm -hmm. Even though Sally had decided she was done with Ray, she was seething mad. According to Sally, Ray never came home for Valentine's Day, and she suspected he was out with Marianne. Sally had spoken to her mom the day before. She was going to pack up the kids and move out to stay with her mom. Her mother confirming over, that over the eight-year marriage, she had seen Sally be abused by Ray. In fact, no one really denies that Ray beat Sally. But that night, even though she was planning to leave, she still prepared to go out and find him. But he came strolling into the house before she could go searching and started to make a chicken in the kitchen. Sally, fuming, confronted Ray about what he had been doing that evening and accused him of infidelity. According to Sally, this is when Ray flew into a rage and began choking her until she passed out. She came to and he was on top of her. She alleged that she managed to fight free and run to the bedroom where she re retrieved that sawn-off shotgun from the video that I was talking about earlier and fired one round into Ray's abdomen. The shot, according to Sally, did not stop Ray, and as he kept charging at her, she fired a shot into his face. This immobilized him. He fell to the ground. She immediately called 911, told them what she had done, and sent her kids to the neighbors, where they screamed and cried and told their neighbors, my mom just shot my dad. Sally told that same neighbor that she was just trying to stop Ray. During the trial, the prosecution attacked the validity of Sally's story. Maybe she was going to leave, but according to them, she wanted his life insurance, too. Blood spanner indicated that Ray took the shot to the face when he was already on the ground. And the shell was found in the couple's bedroom, indicating that Sally had gone back to the room to reload. Mm. Further damning evidence that was that Ray had none of Sally's DNA on his body, which would have been there if he had attacked her, like she claimed. Like, if they had had a violent altercation right before this, her DNA would have been on him somewhere, and it was not. Um... Police and first responders would testify that Ray was still somewhat conscious when they arrived. And while Sally was telling him that he had beat her, she acted and that she acted in self-defense. He was shaking his head and moaning no adamantly. Ray had died of his wounds, but he could be heard in the 911 tape crying. Why God, why? Well, and, um, and Sally's daughter would also say she heard him making gurgling sounds. Um, he did die two hours after being taken to the hospital. Both kids said that they heard their parents having physical altercation that night, though, even though the DNA results said otherwise. Um, Sally claimed self-defense at the trial, but was convicted of second-degree murder in 1996 and sentenced to 19 years to life in prison. 
This meant that the jury believed she intended to kill Ray. Um, maybe she didn't plan it and it wasn't like, oh, after the money or whatever, and it was in the heat of the moment, but that it, she knew what she was doing and it wasn't in self-defense. Over the course of her stay in prison, Sally made numerous requests for parole on a variety of grounds. Um, she said improper jury instructions, stuff like that. Um, right. The U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals overturned her conviction, though this was taken immediately to the Supreme Court uh, in California, which reversed the decision and reinstated her conviction. So it was like overturned and then right back. So what did she get? What was her actual years? So she ended up doing about 25 years. Okay. Many people think that the jurors' subjective process, uh, processing base, was based on sexist biases. Mm. Like Sally couldn't be a battered woman because she was muscular, man-destroying, killer, so big, strong girl. Um, ultimately, which we see all the time, McNeil's legal defense of battered wood, woman syndrome, which if she felt like she was fighting for her life, it didn't necessarily have to be in a fight. If Correct. she was scared that he was going to kill her, that's a deep-seated fear of PTSD. And Correct. so, like, as we understand battered woman syndrome and PTSD now, it's totally different than back then yeah. when it was, like, in order for something to be self-defense, it had to be in an immediate fight for your life. Correct. Um, so, and we understand that that's a subset, subset of, like, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, but it didn't work. She served nearly 25 years in prison. She was given parole in May of 2020 and currently mm. resides in Northern California. She mm. began a relationship with a man called Norfleet Stewart, who is now her third husband. They got married. While McNeil was serving her parole, they met in a support group. They were in a support group together and they fell in love. Mm. So Sally is now out of prison, married. She, had a, she has a job, like a factory job, I believe. And mm. she's worth about half a million dollars. So she made some Jesus. money. She has repaired the relationship with her two kids. They both went to her third wedding. Her kids really had a rough time, though. Um, after the murder, honestly, before it, really, as well. Like, right. know, their whole life was a struggle. They went to live with their mother, their, her mom, Sally's okay. mom, their grandmother, after so Sally went to prison. And only got to see Sally once a year. Both kids offended their mom during the trial and since. Uh, her son joined the United States Army and served in Afghanistan on five separate tours. Wow. John developed post-traumatic stress disorder, too, and he uh, developed an addiction to drugs as a, a direct result of his service in Afghanistan. Luckily, he does appear to have gotten the help he needs, and he appears to be doing really well now. He, um, I watched the documentary. He, he made me cry. I... I felt for him and honestly, both of them, what they right. went through was just ungodly. Shantina uh, pursued a career in electrical and electronic engineering later in her life. And she followed her family's footsteps by also enlisting in the armed forces. Sally mm -hmm. Shantina was also affected with PTSD and ended up in a relationship in which she was abused. Um, it's likely part of the cycle of the abuse she was familiar yep. with, you know, yep. as a result of what she grew up with. Now, though, she is employed by the uh, Department of Defense Logistics Agency, and she lives in Georgia. With, she has a son. So mm -hmm. a lot of people think Sally was convicted because she was an imperfect victim. That while she fought with Ray and, he, and she was a strong woman who was hot-tempered, 
and violent in her own right. Like nobody's going to deny, deny right. that she was a violent woman. But none of this changes the fact that Ray McNeil battered his wife. As strong as Sally McNeil was, Ray was much, much stronger. Right. And Sally inflicted no injuries on Ray McNeil before his murder. But, but there's plenty of military records documenting his abuse of her. Mm. A witness testified to seeing bruises on Sally. Ray broke Sally's nose. Her daughter testified to hearing her mother being strangled the night of the murder. Did Sally feel fear for her life? Did she kill her husband because she feels fear for her life? Or was it just straight up murder? Wow. Um, I think I've, I've seen a documentary on this. I don't think it was that one, but there's just pieces of this sounds really familiar. And that, um, yeah, uh, battered woman syndrome is definitely 110% something that's real. And it, you know, you hear these cases and you wonder, wow, if they were now being testified in today's society with the information we have, just think how many of these wouldn't have turned out the way that they are, you know, it's and it so took those type of cases to be able to kind of set a precedent that, that women, you know, not just women, men too. I mean, it could go either way. It, it's not, it's not victim, you know, gender specific. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I personally have was grown and, you know, raised, I've told you this before, and I've said this on other uh, of our podcasts, in a very violent um, family uh, dynamic. And um, I've, I definitely went down that road of being with people that were the same in, you know, my early years. Um, Ethan's not like that, so don't think that way. But, <laughs> but, um, but I did. And, it, and it's definitely... Um, it's, you're comfortable because you. It just you seems know, normal. It's normal. Right. You this you expect like, it. Yeah, it is. It's it's expected. I feel like with this particular case, it's so hard because she had made the plan to leave. You know, yeah. a lot of these women that have the yeah. have these things, they don't make a plan, and it happens because they're scared and they think that there's no way out. But she had a way out. She was planning to leave. So it makes it harder. You know, he did. He he beat the crap out of her. Like, nobody denies that. But she pulled guns on people multiple times. She was clearly able, even though he did beat her up because he was physically stronger, she was clearly, you know, holding her own often. And she had a plan to leave. So, it like, it's this one was harder for me just in that sense. You know, it wasn't like she was she wasn't like protecting her kids because he was coming after her kids. She was mad that he had like another woman and that he was using her for, you know. And I, I think we would all snap. We would, but I, but again, not to that, that justify kill, killing someone. Right, but she has, but she, but if you're not broken like she already was, and you know she doesn't know any better and she finally found her way to defend herself um you know back in the time when she brandished the weapon you never knew if she was going to use it it was just it was something that made her feel powerful when yeah, her true. whole life she's been like powerless. I, told you, I go back and forth on yeah. this one because this i do i feel one. like i do i i i 
feel awful for her that she was abused the way she was from a child all the way through her adult life that she felt like this was normal that she had to fight you know physically fight the people that were supposed to love her i feel bad that she subjected her children to this and i feel bad that she had a plan to get out and instead of just leaving she stayed to have one last fight you know it's just frustrating because the door was she open. ruined she ruined her whole life and she killed somebody who regardless of whether or not Correct. you know he did beat Murder's her murder. he he's not here to defend himself you know yeah. you know who knows she maybe like here's the other thing the whole like he beat me and we fought thing she made like wrestling sex videos with men who knows and he knew about it so who knows what kind of kinky stuff that they were into who's to say those bruises weren't from some thing that they were doing there's no you know again it's her word because he's not, he's here. not here yeah. and i'm not saying that like no I, I think that when you're when you when you listen to our podcasts we try to bring both all angles possible left right and up the middle you know type of situation yeah. because it's life is is black and white a lot of times but there's a lot of gray when it comes to crimes in our podcast there's a lot of gray in there we can give you the facts but sometimes we don't agree with the facts sometimes we don't know um if they're true facts it's just what we've been told and the whole point of us is because we really want people to like dig into it and really think about it like is it possible yeah it's possible do you think that she really did it who knows like like you know like type of situation not saying that this case but you know um self-defense or not it's murder and it just sucks i i feel i feel bad i feel bad that for everyone because clearly it was a toxic volatile relationship from the beginning that they both and you know you don't know what race past is because there's no like there's nothing about him who knows how he grew up and what trauma he had as a human being you just don't know so at this point it's just it's a tragedy i'm glad for whatever it's worth that she is out now and that she's living her life and that her kids have her back because i feel like they deserve that if that makes them happy you know and i hope that she can live a more peaceful rest of her life now i hope so too and steroid free i mean i'm sorry i think steroids do a lot to you not only bulk you but I think that it does a whole – and back then, those steroids were bad. Well, you're talking – you're saying facts, right? Factually yep. accurate. They have scientifically proven that steroids destroy your mental Correct. Self. Your cognitive abilities. Yeah. So stay yep. away from that stuff. Don't dope. Don't do drugs. Be natural. Just lift the weights. Quit being lazy, man. You can do it. So, <laughs> All right. So on that note, this has been another episode of Dangerous Games Podcast. If you, oh, the other one that you might have saw was, I believe that there was an Inside Edition episode about Sally McNeil. Probably what it was. So make sure you check that out. Check out the documentary. There's a couple books out about this. Uh, It's a really, you know, interesting case. Get your mind thinking. Do it. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe learn a little bit. Maybe have have a different opinion from us and be like, hey, I read this or I saw this and this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And let us know because I'm always interested to hear 
you know, how people view these kinds of things. So if you liked this episode, if you hated it, I apologize. If you liked it, please subscribe, like, follow, share. (laughs) Don't listen. We don't, I mean, I don't mind your hate views, but like, if you don't don't like it, don't, don't, you know, your life is too short to listen to stuff you don't like, guys. Just go listen to something else. Listen to something better. Go listen to some elevator music. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, you know, easy listening, things that don't make you feel bad. I get it. Sometimes this kind of stuff can make you feel bad. Um, it should actually make you feel bad. So like, follow, subscribe, leave a, leave a nice little note for us. Um, and you know, a review would be great. So until next time, stay safe, make good choices and, you know, lay off the stereotypes. Don't do drugs. Bye. Bye.